Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole. And joining me today is Dr. Nicole Baldwin. She's a pediatrician and member of the AAP Council on Communications and Media. And she's here to talk about internet challenges and TikTok trends. Dr. Baldwin, welcome to the show. I love this topic. And as I told you off the air, I'm kind of a TikTok head. I do love it. But at my age, the algorithm is a little different than what we will be talking about today. So to begin with, tell us a little bit about how you see social media, especially for kids. It has enlightened them and frightened them. It's made it so they can view things going on in the world way more than we ever could. We didn't know what was going on anywhere else, but in our own little towns, practically, you know, unless we read newspapers or something. Is it making them smarter, more worldly, wiser, or is there sort of this darker side that is like peer pressure, but on a larger scale? Yeah, well, first of all, thanks so much for having me. I think social media is such a double-edged sword because as you brought up, it is great that it's connecting kids across the globe. It's helping kids find their tribe. Maybe they don't have kids that they feel like have similar interests to them in their school, but on social media, they can find this group and feel like they're included and they can become more active in social causes um, when they see different things facing the world that, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you. I was not reading the newspaper when I was in junior high. I think I was probably, I don't know, listening to the radio and hanging out with friends, but that's the great aspect of it. But the flip side is now, you know, peer pressure is so much bigger than just in the high school hallways. There are there's so much pressure online for these kids, how they look, um, different trends that we're going to talk about. You know, some that can be pretty dangerous, and unfortunately, the algorithms on these platforms push the content that these kids watch. And so, if they are a child that is drawn to certain challenges or they're spending time watching more negative content, unfortunately, they're going to get fed that more. And so it can be dangerous if there's not some controls. Well, I think we're seeing that on even a scale bigger than our kids in the country right now, this misinformation tends to draw in people that that gravitate toward it. And then they see more of it. And so this misinformation is getting spread around. We are even getting little newspapers dropped on our driveway that are full of misinformation and propaganda. And so these kids are really seeing that. I hear what you're saying. So now, 
heading into TikTok, because like we said, even off the air, it can be both good and bad. It can be uplifting. And you can see these speeches and activism and how some of these kids like the Parkland kids Mm -hmm. have taken their tragedy and turned it into activism. But then you see that other side. So can you speak a little bit about some of the TikTok challenges and some of the more dangerous ones that are out there now? Because some of these trends are nuts. Yeah, I mean, and I think that if we look at a challenge in the broad view, you know, what do you, what even is a challenge? Some parents may be like, what the heck are you guys talking about? Um, a challenge could just be like, let's do a, you know, a dance and use a certain hashtag or let's challenge, you know, you to be active and go out and talk about a certain cause or whatever. But then you've got these challenges that um, kids are seeing and doing that can be really dangerous. So, I mean, I think the original one I think about a lot of is that Tide Pod challenge back in the day. That was probably even pre-TikTok, but I would think it was YouTube. But kids were eating Tide Pods, which is can be poisonous to them. Um, there recently was a challenge called the Milk Crate Challenge, where people would stack up milk crates and cl- try to climb, see how high they could climb. And people had spinal injuries from falling um, on these milk crates. There was a blackout challenge. Children died from this where um, kids, you know, record themselves, quote, blacking out. Um, and there are kids were kids that inadvertently hung themselves doing these challenges. I mean, it's just terrifying. The latest, I don't actually, this was just in the news. I don't know if you've heard about the the sleepy chicken challenge. Have you heard of the sleepy chicken challenge yet? I have not heard of the sleepy oh, chicken. Oh, yeah, this is the latest. Um, so essentially, you said off the air, you, you like the recipes and things like that. So now people are cooking chicken in NyQuil. So they're pouring NyQuil on chicken and then cooking it. And this has gone so far that the FDA... That's disgusting. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but the FDA had to come out with... A a statement saying, hey, this is dangerous. So when you not only can overdosing on NyQuil in and of itself be dangerous, but when you cook NyQuil, you're vaporizing this medication so it can be harmful to your lungs and you're making it more concentrated. So these kids, I just, yeah. (laughs) Wow. The things that they're getting into, yeah, it can be really scary. Wow, that is that's wild to hear. And I remember that cinnamon challenge, which sounded innocuous enough, but then I actually heard a dude on the radio do it. And he could he could not talk. He was choking. And it was like for five minutes. And I, I'm like, so if you hear that once, why would you try that? So I guess my next question is, we know that our kids can be gullible. <laughs> Right. And if we're and if we're communicative parents and you can tell I'm not one of those, never talk to my kids about anything. (laughs) Literally, since they were born, talk to them about every single thing and ironed out every little detail. But I mean, don't they see that they're dangerous? Don't they? Or is it just that frontal lobe that that we've learned a lot about teenage (laughs) brains developed yet? That's underdeveloped. (laughs) Right. And so they don't think of the mortality or the danger. Right. So I think that you are hitting the nail right on the head. These kids, their executive functioning, their frontal lobe is just not fully formed. And so they don't always think about consequences. Adolescents tend to think they're invincible. And the other thing is they see these challenges, but they don't see the 
bad consequences of the challenge. They don't see the kid ending up in the hospital because they overdosed on their sleepy chicken. They just saw them cooking the sleepy chicken and think, oh, that's fun. Let me try it. So I think, and and not only that, and there's peer pressure, right? So it's such a big thing. These kids want to quote, go viral, and they want to join these challenges and do these outrageous stunts, because they think it's going to get them those likes and that attention. And beyond, you know, that executive functioning frontal lobe, they're also kids are kind of like selfish a little bit and self absorbed. And and that's just how they are, right? That's just, that's just development. And so those likes and those views really feed into them doing more and more outrageous things without thinking about the consequences. Yeah, that's what's so scary for parents. And so I'd like you to speak as the pediatrician that you are to parents about how to have those conversations. Because if we don't know what our kids are seeing on TikTok or Instagram or even Snapchat, which disappears, we don't see what they're seeing. So we don't know. Now, Facebook, you know, we used to do these shows on that, but you can be friends with your kid on Facebook. And so then you can see what they're posting. But on things like TikTok, we don't see their algorithm. We don't see what they're seeing. Now, I will just put this out there for parents because it's really funny. But my daughter, who's only 19, almost 20, her algorithm is almost the same as mine at this point. And we compare. She, We send each <laughs> other TikToks back and forth, and they always seem to be the same ones. So she's seeing a lot of the ones that I see, but yet she does have the young kids dancing and doing these things. How do we know and how do we start the conversation? Well, I think the most important thing is, number one, you should be following your kids on whatever social media platform they're on. And this should just be a rule. I mean, if your child, if you are allowing them to be on social media, they are under your roof, you are paying the bills, you need to be following them. And that in one regard helps you see what they're posting. Like you said, with the TikTok algorithm, it doesn't help you see what they're seeing, but at least you can kind of get some sort of an idea of what they are maybe doing, what dance challenges, what other things they're posting and see if maybe they're going to get into that slippery slope of some of these more dangerous things. Um, I also think you've got to talk to your kids about this stuff in an non-judgmental way. And, you know, more so than saying like, hey, what are you seeing? Be like, hey, what's going on on TikTok? Are there any fun challenges going on? What are your friends doing? Kind of asking in roundabout ways, non-judgmental, keeping that conversation open. You know, maybe it's when you're in the car driving them to school or soccer practice, you just like, hey, you know, what's the latest on TikTok these days? And, And try to keep those communications open. And if you hear about a challenge, you know, you see it on the news or on social media or whatever, ask your kids about it. Like, hey, have you seen this going around? Like, have you seen this sleepy chicken thing? What do you think about it? And try to get them to think critically about it. Don't lecture them. You know, kids don't want to be lectured to. And the second you tell them not to do something, half of them are just going to turn right around and go do it because (laughs) that's how kids are. But right, you are asking them, asking them about, um, hey, what do you think about this? Like, how do you think you would feel if if you did that? Or what would somebody feel? Or what are the consequences that could happen if if somebody took too much NyQuil or whatever? Kind of try to get them to um, 
critically think about these things so that in the future, when they see other challenges, they might actually hear your words in the back of their head and be like, oh, maybe I should think about this before I, you know, cook chicken and NyQuil. <laughs> well, I think you set up, you made a great point right there when you said critical thinking skills. We, we need to teach them just like we teach them right from wrong or brushing their teeth or how to wipe themselves, we need to teach them, like you said, about how to look at these things and say, okay, maybe I don't see that kid end up in the hospital. Maybe I don't see. And that is such an important point that you made, that that's the discussion. We have to say, do, do you know what happened? Let's check out what happened to that kid. Let's follow up and see what happened. But now, as we said, there can be some good things, like the make a difference challenges or I'm just a kid, I love that one, shows a picture of a kid when he's a little kid and now when they're, or when they're grown up in a particular position and then when they're just a little kid in the same position, you know, or paying it forward. How can we help them steer in those directions, get our kids into meaningful action if they want to make a difference, if they want to make these TikToks, they want to do some things isn't it our job to help steer them to doing a more positive, you know, I mean, we've got to help each other right now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think figure out what your kids are passionate about or talk to them about that and, and try to talk with them through ways like, hey, what could be a fun way that you could get other people involved with this cause? You know, I don't, I think <laughs> I'm probably dating myself, you know, the ALS challenge that was back on Facebook. I don't even know how many years I did ago, it. but um, I did it too. And it was such a wonderful um, way to raise funds and raise awareness by just dumping ice on your head. I mean, it was so silly, but, um, you know, getting kids involved in things they're passionate about, like you said, the Parkland kids, um, whatever it is that they see a cause that they're passionate about, talk to them like, hey, what kind of fun challenge could you maybe do on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, whatever, that might help raise awareness for this. Because kids inherently are good, and they want to help, and they want to be involved. And I think we as parents just need to kind of help steer them, but not lecture them into that direction. <laughs> I agree with you 100%, and it's such great information. Do you want to give us some final thoughts for parents on TikTok challenges, internet challenges, and, and most importantly, Dr. Baldwin, misinformation? Let me just put this out there before we wrap up and you give us your final thoughts. I do, I do want to point out one thing, because as we're saying communication is so important, my son texted me. And he's almost 23 and he texted me, what is this? And it was some propaganda about something going on in our state. And I said, do you really believe that's true? And he's like, no, but I want to make sure. So he actually asked me and it was, you know, so ridiculous. But so as you're wrapping up for us, speak about how we can let our kids know that is misinformation. And it could be dangerous. It could be life-threatening. It's propaganda. It's whatever it is. Your best advice, Dr. Baldwin. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, gosh, I feel like I'm just beating a dead horse here. But I think communication, communication, communication cannot be stressed enough. I think that we need to be talking with our kids every single day about what they're seeing on social media, what they're hearing from their friends, what they're, you know, talking about in the hallways. And and, and then when they come up with something, just like you said, when your son, you know, brings this bit of propaganda, rather than lecturing the, our kids and, and shooting them down, again, try to get them to think critically about it. Like, does this make sense? Let's look it up. Let's go to, you know, Google, which we all use however many times a day. Let's go look up, like, does this, you know, does this hold water? Is this really true? Because again, our kids are not going to be under our roof forever. And we want them to understand going forward things that are true, things that are not true, and be able to not propagate that information too. I think that's a topic for a whole nother podcast. But, um, you know, if you if you see something, take a beat, look at it before you share it or send it. Think about the person on the other side of that video or, you know, news line or whatever, those are real people before you just, you know, send something off to someone else. I think we've gotten away from realizing that people on the other side of social media are still people. (laughs) And uh, I think that's an important skill to teach our kids. Such an important skill and something that we do need to teach our children. I think Crosby, Stills, and Nash said it so beautifully. There I am dating myself again, but we have to teach our children well. And now, among all times, we have to make sure to to really stick close with that communication because there's a lot of weird, funky stuff out there. Thank you, Dr. Baldwin, for joining us. Really, really great information. You're listening to Healthy Children, where all of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy. Of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. And you know, we love our pediatricians. They are the gold standard and they are here to help us raise our children healthy and happy and safe. And that is what's most important. You can listen on TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, all kinds of places, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for RadioMD, for the American Academy of Pediatrics and Healthy Children, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.